This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Scout was insider for 105 through the fan, alongside Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning scout, also uh, host from two to seven on the G Bag Nation on 105 through the fan. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Broadus. That's Brian with a Y. Get that right uh, because he'll, he'll let you hear about it on Twitter. And I'm Bobby Belt CX. Uh, Brian, so we we got a chance to go to some of these OTA and mini camp practices. The very shortest minicamp of all time, which is kind of hilarious to me. They, they were allowed three minicamp practices. They only took one and then they just, you know, did team building, like they trust. The finish line. They were at the finish line. They, they were apparently. Yeah. Even though that last practice we saw about 40 penalties. And so that was right. And this is also keeping in mind that they had practiced. They already got fined this year, but they practiced too hard last year and they lost an OTA day this year. And yet they still thought they didn't need the two days of minicamp, but okay. Uh, so we got to see uh, a lot of these practices. I want to talk about some of the things that we feel better about. Uh, maybe we, we had some questions about uh, coming into these summer practices that we feel a little better about now. Maybe some things we have some uneasiness about still, or maybe some new questions we have, some new concerns we have that we weren't even thinking about. And I got to say, the first thing that stuck, stuck out to me when we went to that first practice, and I remember I came over and sat by you and told you about it, is that to me, well, we'll start with the positive. To me, Dak Prescott is moving like Dak Prescott of old. Because I remember you had talked about it at training camp and OTAs last year when you first saw him, you're like, man, it's it doesn't look the same. He, he's kind of lumbering, getting out to the side. It, it looks like it's an effort. It takes a little bit for him to get going. And I know that concerns people because they get visions of Jalen Smith, who always needed to kind of get going after his injury before he could get ahead of steam. Uh, I feel so much better about his movement skills after watching these practices. Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing that, that's great about Dak Prescott, Bobby, and, and I, I think I'm talking to the guy who's the biggest Dak Prescott fan there is in the – other than uh, his family members. I'm a fan of but, great quarterbacks, Brian. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, you know, yeah, the, he Dak is always going to be in the best physical condition he can. He's always, you know, he's always going to be a hard worker. He's always going to be the due diligence, the attention to detail, you know, getting his body, the everything that he needs to do to get right. I mean, we'll, we'll get out to Oxnard and it's like, you know, damn, Dak physically looks good. He's moving around and all that. I, and I think there's – I think there's something to that because to me, when I watch Dak Prescott play, when he's involved in the game, and I say this a bunch on the radio, and I, I do, I believe it with my heart, my scout eyes that used to evaluate players, he's one of those guys that when he gets in the flow of the game, when he takes a hit, when he delivers a hit, when he gets uh, tackled, it 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 brings him to a point in time that he understands, okay, this is what it's going to take today. You know, he's not a quarterback. I, I think Dak likes the rough and tumble aspects of, 
of playing quarterback. You know, I think he likes carrying the ball and being a, a part of that. You know, last year there were times where he was sacked at the line of scrimmage, yard behind the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, it was just right there. And it was maybe a little bit too much indecision. But now maybe a healthier Dak, uh, a more, uh, uh, you know, more uh, if you look at his body and his calf and, you know, everything about it. I mean, I, I think the, the old ankle thing, I think that's behind him. The calf thing, I think, clearly was a problem last year for him. But once he got past all that, you know, you started to see the guy, the more the rough and tumble type of a player. And I think that's what I think that's what Cowboy fans need to look at. If you, you know, when Dak gets involved and he starts feeling the game, he's a much better quarterback. You know, there was discussion. I know we've talked about this a lot. The team very clearly wanted to get tougher. They felt like they were too much of a finesse football team last year. And it's interesting because, like you mentioned, it's almost like when the game gets more physical, Dak comes alive. Mm-hmm. And when he reached a point where it's like, this is the third time I've been hurt in about nine weeks of time on the field. And I think it gave him a little bit of injury PTSD and it, it made him concerned to get hit. And it didn't allow him to get into that. When your quarterback plays off of that physical style and he's not able to, to engage in that, it, it, you, I think you see how it flows down to the rest of the football team. Right. Right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I love it. You know, one of my favorite stories about when Dak was at Mississippi State was when, you know, Mississippi State was number one in the country for several weeks. And it was really all because of Dak Prescott. They had some good players. Don't get me wrong. You know, guys, NFL players, but not a ton. And so scouts were going in there and going, wait a minute, this is the number one team in the country. Where are all the players? Where are all the skill guys? Where are all the defenders? Where are all... You know, and it's like, no, you know, Dan Mullen's like, no, it's it's quarterback. It's quarterback. And that's the thing about it. I remember against my alma mater at LSU, Dak Prescott just torched him, throwing, running. That's the kind of player he is. You know, he he he's a feel player. And I mean, feel did he when he feels the level of the intensity of the game and the physicality that's part of the game, I think it makes him a much better player. It kind of that drives him that drives him to, to compete, you know, and compete on a really high level. And, you know, I think that the Cowboys, I mean, Jerry Jones came out and everybody was like, no, don't run Dak. Don't run. Don't be this. Don't do that. And I, I think that honestly took away from Dak Prescott, one of his greatest strengths. And hopefully that'll be back when we get to auction. Arc. You'll see him moving around. And then when the season kicks off him, him doing what he needs to do uh, to escape the pocket, play outside the pocket and, you know, make those six, seven, eight-yard runs and then get down and, you know, live to fight another day. One of the other things I was really encouraged by after after watching things, and I had felt coming into rookie minicamp and then OTAs and into minicamp, I had felt like we were going to see progress from Tyler Smith just after talking to people at the organization who talked about his work ethic and then getting to see the personality. And that's the kind of stuff we've talked about this before. When, when we're doing draft season, like we can really only kind of evaluate the player. We don't, we don't get to know the person, the mental makeup, the work ethic, all that kind of stuff. That's, those are the aspects of it. Medical that we, we don't have that piece of it. Um, but after talking to some people, I felt like, okay, this is going to get better. And I know we all talked about the hands have to get better right. and the feet have to get better. And those all did. And, and consistently, I think you saw him progress just about every practice. He was better than the last. One of the interesting things that he talked about, I was at his locker uh, the last week of OTAs and talking to him about, you know, hey, what's been the big point of emphasis? And we were all talking about hands. We we're all talking about feet. He said the big point of emphasis for them. And it makes sense. 
it's been the elbows. Yeah. Um, keep those elbows tight. You keep those elbows tight. It's hard to grab on if you're keeping your elbows where they're supposed to be. It's hard to get to those shoulders. And I think consistently that's one of the things you saw. He's he's taking it. He's internalizing the coaching. That's great for Joe Philbin. That's great for Tyler Smith. And that's great for the Cowboys as a whole. I felt really encouraged. I know we're still looking at Connor McGovern taking some snaps at, le- snaps at left guard. But I felt really encouraged. Like, if they start Tyler Smith week one, I think he's he's going to be an NFL-ready guard. There will be some growing pains, but I think he's going to be an NFL-ready guard. Yeah, Bobby, I think you're absolutely right. And, I, I you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The way that they were talking about Tyler Smith after the draft, post-draft, they were talking about a left-side player, whether left tackle or left guard, and he's seen a lot of work at both spots. You know, what's been really surprising to me is what's the reemergence, I guess, of Connor McGovern, you know? And maybe it's not one of those things where I kind of felt like that if you were going to take Tyler Smith in the first round or whoever you were going to take, whether it was the Boston College guard or whoever whoever was going to be that that player – I felt like that was a plug and play guy. At you know when they picked, I felt plug and play, plug and play, plug and play. That's their guy. And you know right now it it hasn't been plug and play. You know, but that's not to take away from Tyler Smith because when Tyler Smith has had a bad rep, he's come back with four really good reps. And you're absolutely right. You know when he gets in trouble, it's when he gets beat with quickness and the hands go from inside to grab the breastplates, you know, of the control where he's super strong. If I mean, we, we watched him take, you know, uh, Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons gave him his chest. And what did Smith do? Smith just grabbed him and held him in place. You know, where Smith gets in trouble is when he misses with his hands and then they end up on the shoulder pads of the outside part of the shoulder. And then that's when all of a sudden when he's out in space – that's when he's going to get called. Now, when he plays guard, it's going to happen quick. I mean, if he gets beat, that guy's right on top of him. And, you know, the hands can be bad and all that. So his hand placement, how he fires his hands, how his hands and his feet work together, the quicker he gets all that going the right way, the quicker he's going to be able to compete right now for a spot, whether that's at left guard. But like I mentioned in the opening, if all of a sudden Connor McGovern is winning that left guard spot, then I'm taking Tyler Smith and I'm competing him at right tackle because I think he's a stronger, better player at tackle over there than, than say what you would have with Terrence Steele. Before we uh, jump into some of the things that maybe we're still concerned with, was there anything else that really stood out to you during these OTAs is like, Hey, this is a, a positive thing that I learned over the last month. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like when you, when you looked at say some of the defensive line, I really enjoyed watching the defensive linemen work as a as a group, as a group. I am not, you know, I'm not going to say individual guys. I mean, I just think as a group, even when you watch them split up, defensive tackles, defensive ends, that was a group that was super impressive to me. I mean, there were some things going on at receiver that we want to forget about, you know, maybe because of injuries. The quarterbacks, you know, that group was kind of all over the place. The tight ends kind of up and down. But when you watch these defensive linemen go through drills, go through teamwork, go through the group setting, things like that, boy, I felt good as that. I felt good about that group. I really, really did. And, again, it's – you know, and and, and we're starting to see some guys. 
I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Dante Fowler here, you know, and, and can he, can he, you know, find that, find that magic that he had with Dan Quinn. I'm fascinated by the whole thing with Chauncey Golston moving to three technique. You know, I think that's a, yeah, that's a big, big thing. I know a lot of people are talking about Osa Odigizua and people like that, but I think it's fascinating that they're going to move Golston inside like that. But I, I, as a group, I really, really liked what I saw from those defensive linemen. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Some of the concerns, some of the negativity, you referenced it a little bit there. One of the things that really was was concerning to me is that, you know, they, they went from having a really, you know, strong receiving group at the top and some really good depth behind it. This is not a deep receiving core right now. Um, you know, James Washington practice a lot of the time. Uh, Jalen Tolbert had, had missed some practice there, obviously without Michael Gallup, but man, the, the guys behind them, there's not a lot of depth. It felt like some of these, you know, receivers who, who you're going to be counting on in the preseason probably to take some snaps. There, there's not a lot of, of good there coming out of these. No, practices. no. and you know, I mean, you're talking about guys like Dennis Houston, you know, who got a lot of work. Uh, uh, Roberson. Yeah, Roberson. I mean, I mean, guys got, I mean, uh, Vasher. Guys, I mean, got a lot of work. And usually at these OTAs, we get excited about a guy that like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, you know, it was hard to get excited about that wide receiver core. It really, really was. And you know, the more I watched it, the more I was like, and then there was a, that one practice that we got to see the, uh, the uh, mini camp or the OTA practice where, you know, where there was no CD lamb and now you're really struggling, you know, and then you're watching Dak Prescott trying to throw the ball to these guys, you know, and it's, you know, Jalen Tolbert was at least out there working, but man, Jalen Tolbert, I'm just going to be honest, Bobby, he can't miss practices. He can't. No. He can't get to Oxnard and get a soft tissue injury, a hamstring, or one of those things. It's going to be tough. He's going to run a ton, but he's got to stay healthy. I mean, I was more encouraged watching Michael Gallup go through drills with Britt Brown than I was the backup wide receivers trying to catch balls. You know, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe Michael Gallup will only miss one game. Maybe it won't be three games. Maybe it'll be one game, you know, but I, I couldn't get very encouraged by the wide receiver crew. No. And I, I know we both had some concerns about where the swing tackle position looks. And I think that's a, a big reason why you've talked about let Tyler Smith go out there and compete. If he's not going to be left guard, let him just, you know, function as, as somebody who can compete at tackle um, and, and let him learn that right side. Uh, 
Matt Willett's go had some good practices or at least some solid practices. He, he wasn't great, um, but he was going to have a little bit of a baptism by fire having to come in and take some first team snaps at times. Um, he, he had a really rough final minicamp practice, but overall was okay. Uh, but Josh Ball still continues to struggle. So that that I wasn't totally comfortable with feeling how that swing tackle position is coming out. I was not excited that James Washington didn't get in any time with Dak during the, these things up until camp. Uh, as we wrap up here, is, is there anything else that stood out to you? Is just like, man, I, I, I still have a lingering question here as we head to Oxnard. Yeah, I just I think it's what's going to happen at left guard, and has 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 Connor McGovern come back from the dead? You know, I mean, is this going to be a is this going to be a real competition, or are we going to see Tyler Smith immediately get opportunity to 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 start there? And and you're and you're right. Is this going to be where practices for wide receivers are not very good, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys are going to have to make a move because they. They really don't trust anybody. So Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones have proven in the past in the past that they they are willing to make moves to get a wide receiver. Coming up next on the Love the Star podcast, we're going to uh, take some of your Twitter mailbag questions. As a reminder, once again, uh, the Love of the Star podcast is an Odyssey podcast. So you can find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but we'll be back with some of your questions here on the Love of the Star podcast.